Welcome to Be a Refuge, a podcast from the Refuge community. Join your hosts, Kathy Escobar, and me, Joe Douglas, as we share stories and interview friends about the wild and wonderful community life that is the Refuge. We're always learning, unlearning, dreaming, failing, and practicing together. Pull up a chair and grab a coffee. We're glad you're here. There's always room at the table. All right, we're back. Be a refuge, and um, we're excited to be here with our second guest. Kathy, you want to introduce our friend? Yes, so excited that Danette Bizak is here tonight or today. It's the day. I don't know why I said night, but habits. <laughs> I think it's because it's morning and I'm still tired. Um, but I am so grateful to have Nanette share today about Single Moms Unite. And um, it is a supportive community for single moms and their kids in North Denver that's been hubbed in the refuge. Um, now this is 10th year. This is 10, which is wild. Uh, and that the one thing I just want to say before we dig in is just that from the very beginning of the refuge, um, there have just always been single moms that are part of our community. And that is one of the joys, I think, of eclectic community, where it's like, there's just such a wild mix of people. Um, and way back when we started a single mom's crazy Christmas party, our very first year in 2006, and that's like been this tradition that has carried on. But what happened 10 years ago was actually being an intentional community and really pouring into it. And Nanette coming on board, joining the group, and then has transitioned into being a single mom's coordinator and case manager. And it's just added so much to everything. And what she does is amazing. And what happens with the moms is amazing. So I'm just happy that people are going to get to hear a little bit more about it. And so Nanette, tell us more about you and single moms and just kind of like the, the overarching thing of just like what drew you here and a little bit about your story and the kids that you um, have and a little bit about why this is really important to you. I am Nanette Bizek and I am the single mom's case manager coordinator at the refuge. I'm hubbed out of the refuge cafe. Uh, I have, I am a single mama. I have four kids. All of my children are adopted um, and they are all special needs. So we, um, we have lots of fun. Uh, my son Austin is 14. My girls are 13. Um, Ani and Vivi are 13. Andrea is eight. And I have been part of SMU for almost nine years. And I started SMU when Drea was just a baby. And so that's how a lot of the people in the group actually um, follow their timeline of like when they joined. They were like, hey, when was your baby here? How old's your baby? <laughs> um, so I started, you know, it's almost nine years. She'll be nine this, this month. And, um, and so I joined the group and we always had amazing time. Don Hyken at the time was, um, and you were the co-facilitators of the group at that time. And we loved it. And then about three years ago, I took over as the volunteer coordination part of it and helped that move through with uh, COVID. And then uh, was, at, was really lucky to get on with a grant to become an actual paid position that has really propelled this group into a whole different direction. So I do um, 12 monthly support groups and 
We have all kinds of different themes and activities that we do with those monthly support groups. And then we do all kinds of other extras on top of that. That's awesome. So I, so I was, I wasn't here. I think I came like eight years ago. So I, I came like right after it, it all started. I don't know if you know, like how it started or Kathy, do you know the story? How like yeah. I mean, you said there were kind of things going on all along the way that were more casual, but how did it kind of start as a more official, as official as we get at the refuge? We were, yeah, no, and this is this is interesting because the very first year we had our single moms crazy. It was called like the Christmas tea or something, and but it was refuge style, and so we played games and did wild things, and then that group evolved that evolved really quickly to becoming the single mom's crazy Christmas party. We just did our 17th one um, at the end of the year. Like that is a tradition. And then that knows us too. Like we see some people just once a year because things have changed in their lives. They might live in other places, but like they'd come back to that party um, because there is something so special about, especially in the Christmas season that is hard. Um, to just be with other people, we play games and do naughty, fun things that you're not, you normally don't do at anything that's related to a faith community. Trust me. <laughs> and um, and then the kids uh, make things for their moms, and the moms have a place to eat and get special things and laugh. Like we belly laugh. Um, so that was the start. And then when we were in the Grange, Deb Meyer, and Deb Meyer is um, now in Denver, but she really worked hard in Bloomfield for a little season of trying to cultivate community partnerships. And she was the one, honestly, that was kind of like, what if we took that event and like made something more consistent? Mm. And so Dawn, Hyken, and I, I'd always supported the event and then a lot of single moms that have been part of the refuge since day one, just relationally. And then uh, Dawn really stepped in and then we experimented with a few gatherings because we always, then we started doing a Mother's Day party, which Mother's Day is hard. It's a hard one. And so um, that was when like really right after that is when we moved into our facility and Nanette came with Drea in a little um, infant carrier. And I mean, it makes me want to cry, honestly, just thinking about that moment and the kids and now seeing, you know, nine years later, these amazing humans that have had this kind of support. So that's kind of the history of it. It evolved and it, it did. It was something that is like the refuge always does experiments mm. and it was an experiment. And then it came together and then uh, evolved over time to what it is today, which has grown exponentially since Nanette came into the um, role that she did in three years ago. That's really helpful. Um, and then you came in about a year after it, after that kind of formal thing started. How did you hear about the- I heard about it at Broomfield Days. Oh, okay. I found a flyer at Broomfield Days and, and I- um, had meant to come and meant to come and we were in a big transition in my family at that point and then um, finally was able to come um, that following February. So tell us more like what it's like for you and what you know what your experience has been in like traveling in your own story and then with so many amazing resilient moms in their kids like what is what is that like for you? 
So being a single mom is not an easy job. Um, you definitely have to be able to juggle a lot of things and be able to hold um, a lot of really difficult situations by yourself. And I chose to be a single mama. I adopted all my kiddos by myself and I love every moment of it, even if it's really, really hard when you have three teenagers. Um, but it is really um, a very rewarding and fulfilling place to be. But you definitely have to be um, kind of a superhuman to be able to manage it all. And so seeing all of my other mamas and seeing what they do and how they carry things is really inspiring because not everybody understands that you are the pickup and drop off. You are the cook. You are the maid. You are the, the bread maker. You are all of the pieces. And at the end of the day, you don't have somebody else to talk to, process with, and help you work through some of those situations. And that can be really lonely and it can be really hard. Hmm. So finding kind of a community of solidarity where it's like, you don't have to explain. <laughs> You're like, you get it. Mm -hmm. you the mamas, it. mamas walk in and they're like, oh, somebody understands what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I don't have to explain to somebody how hard it is. Or they tell me, you know, some situation and, and I automatically know everything else that's on their plate. And I can, can sympathize and empathize with what they're carrying. It's mm. really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think um, how there's a lot of misconceptions about single moms and that it's really out there. And even at Boomfield days, I mean, I'll, I will say that that is sometimes like people have come by and we're like, oh, you know, do you, what is this? Oh, it's about single moms. Oh, I don't know any single moms. We're like, what planet from, <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> and so, or an assumption that every single mom is struggling trying to find another partner. Right. And this is a really, this is a really big thing. And so just share maybe a little bit more about these misconceptions, maybe that people have about single moms and their kids and, um, and how we can do better and having better understanding about reality. Right. Um, I think that you're right. There's a lot of misconceptions and, and misunderstandings about why people are single parents. And it can be really hard to work through those. So some of the things we'll hear is, oh, how many baby daddies does she have? And they think that the, it's just a woman who's just going from relationship to relationship. Um, they'll say things like, oh, you're just uh, mooching off that daddy to get the money, things like that. People say this stuff to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me know next it. time. I'm a pacifist, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> my family is mixed race. We are a transracial family. And I have been asked multiple times how many baby daddies I have. Yeah, it's not helpful. Um, they often think that we are uneducated. They think that we are uh, we're living off the system, that we are cheating the system somehow, that we are unmotivated, or that we are unable to care for ourselves. Hmm. Um, and I will tell you that the majority of my moms in my group have college degrees. Um, I only have two moms currently that I'm working with that are unhoused, 
all of my other moms are managing their households and managing their homes and a career and jobs and taking kids to school, doctor's appointments, everything else. We are not lazy. We are not uh, mooching off of anybody. And we are not mooching off the system. It's not, we're not getting rich <laughs> by um, our SNAP benefits. Those, those kinds of things are not making us rich. It's really difficult to make it in this day and age with a one income household. And it is very difficult to make sure that you are meeting all of those needs as a one person. Yeah, that's, um, that makes me so sad. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of not surprised that people say terrible things, but I, I just, I see you at our, in our community gatherings and how hard you work and how present you are to your kids. And so it's just, um, I, I just wish that I wish that everybody could see that, you know, and it's sad that people don't, but if you don't know anybody, then that <laughs> somehow I don't know any single moms, you know, it's like, I guess you just walk in stereotypes and stuff. So mm -hmm. are there any other kind of misconceptions around like, um, I'm just curious about like relationship wise, because I would like what Kathy kind of alluded to, you know, people just assuming you you definitely want a partner, but you chose to adopt like four kids as a single person. And so I think that's amazing. And uh, I just wonder what other stereotypes there might be that people have or yeah, misconceptions. I, I think that the stereotypes that you hear, like I said, with the multiple baby daddies or that they're mooching off the system, they're having kids just so they can get more benefits. Those are stereotypes that we hear a lot. Um, other things you'll hear are things like, um, I will post about my single moms group in some different Facebook groups. And I will almost always have like a, a man pop on there and be like, why isn't there a group for a man? And so I'm like somehow discriminating because I have a, a single parent mom's group um, that there's, that there's all these resources. You'll, you'll hear that well, single moms always get all these things. They get all these free things. And that's really a stereotype. It's not um, that easy to get these free things. It's not that easy to get these benefits. And so um, I think that the stereotype is really that, that we are lazy or that we're not motivated to get things done. Hmm. Yeah, I think that the one of the parts that I'm always struck with, and this kind of comes up in the conversations at the refuge in general, is just that the world really operates on sort of these middle class, a certain path of um, a false supremacy, like that that's the measure of what things should be. And so anything that's divergent from that somehow needs to be corrected to be that. And that's been our work in the world at the refuge is to break that because it's total hogwash and it's damaging. I mean, that's the other part. It's really damaging. And um, even in the single moms group, like the, there's the Kurt. So there's kind of two levels related to this. There's, they're not levels, but two different pieces is that there's a regular meeting group that meets and anyone can come. And then um, there's connecting at the Refuge Cafe, which has a lot of moms who are experiencing homelessness, who are in really hard situations for different reasons that get referred from different agencies and come over to the Refuge Cafe and um, Nanette connects with. And then there's all the kids. 
and there's all the kids. And, um, and then we have LGBT moms, which is very rare for these groups. It's another thing that it's almost like heterosexual women. It's like accepted in a single mom's group and to have lesbian moms be together, you know, and be um, all in the same boat is not a small thing. And it makes me sad that this is like this, this is part of that supremacy part. Like there's just this certain thing on a certain trajectory and the kids, you know, just all over the place in terms of life and um, realities. And it's hard to grow up in this world. The kids are coming out and they're struggling with neurodiverse realities and a system that doesn't get them. And um, the part that I uh just am really struck with is how the space that you create has room for all of that and that you have eyes to see it. I mean, that's what happened because you were not part of the refuge community. You kind of came in and then became part and, um, and that really like you see and you see at the cafe what people don't see and so tell me what you see like when you when you're there in the part that you're like oh my gosh these other systems are mistreating people and all those things but gosh this is so beautiful like what's beautiful about it well I just want to touch a little bit more on what you were saying about the university of our group so not only do we have LGBT moms we have heterosexual moms but we also have moms who are 83 years old who are coming to my group we have moms who are 19 years old with their first babies. We have adoptive moms. We have grandmas who've adopted their grandkids. We have people who are parenting in all different areas. So my group is not just limited to just mamas who are in the thick of it, but also mamas who have been through it and mamas who are, are coming out of it. Mm. And I think that that's extremely important to our group because I look at the 83 year old going, I want to be her when I grow up because she made it through. And she gives me hope every time I talk to her. And that's what my moms need. They need to have that wisdom and knowledge of the other groups who have gone through it. And we also work together to help support each other. So that 19 year old coming in with her babies, we're all oohing and on over her baby and watching her baby grow while, while our babies are also moving up. And that's just the support that we have. Hmm. And so the magic in what I see is I see people. Hmm. I see people. I see people who deserve to be treated with respect period. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're homeless, if you're living in your car, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, if you're trans, or if you are LGBTQ, it doesn't matter. We are all moms in the thick of it. And we are all dealing with tough shit. And if I can help lift you up, then that's what I'm going to do. That makes me cry too. <laughs> Uh, gives me chills and it makes me cry and it makes me grateful mm -hmm. you create that space and that you see you see so if there's like a, a single mom listening uh, you know maybe in Denver but also maybe far away like what do you have any like words of encouragement or 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 thoughts that you would want to share with them I have lots of words yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think the one that I say the most to my moms is you are enough. Mm. You are enough. You don't have to measure up to anybody else's standards. You don't have to do something because somebody expects it of you. What you are doing is enough. 
Um, I want my people to know that they are cared for, loved, and cherished, and that the work they're doing is hard, and I see it. Being a single mom is not easy. Um, I want them to know to reach out. There, there are groups and there are people who do understand. And if, if they can't find it, call me. I'll talk to them. <laughs> um, I don't just work with just our moms in Broomfield. I have moms from Brighton, Arvada, uh, Boulder, uh, Erie, Lafayette. We're kind of all over the place. And I'm willing to help out whoever needs it. And so if you need help, reach out. I'm here. And I think that what is important is that a lot of times people just expect you to be able to handle things. And so they'll say, here, here's this application for whatever resource you might need. Fill this out. Sometimes when you're in the thick of it, sometimes it's really daunting. Sometimes you just can't even get there that day. And so I can come alongside you and I can help you with that application. Mm -hmm. I can help you get to those steps as a team has a partner, has a friend, because that's what we all need. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those tasks are just too big. And if you're all alone doing it by yourself, it's hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to even get a shower. So it's like, how am I supposed to fill out this form and people running around and yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know, Jose, this is my husband, Jose, and he's a lawyer and he does um, pro bono legal stuff for domestic violence victims, Spanish speaking domestic violence, violence victims at the Justice and Mercy Legal Aid Center. Maybe at some point we'll have a conversation with them because they've been a core partner for a long time, but he was um, applying for energy assistance for my father-in-law, who's a Spanish speaker. Oh my gosh, he's a lawyer. And it's gotten kicked back like three times now. I think he finally sorted it out. And he told me, he's like, Kathy, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And I said, welcome to our world. This is our world every day. And um, so having Nanette, like you as an advocate, like you are an advocate and that coming alongside and then watching other mamas come alongside each other you know, that it's not all on you. Like you've created this culture that then it's like, everyone's kind of naturally doing it. And, but some people need more help. And that um, we always say here, you know, everyone can be an advocate and everyone needs an advocate. Mm -hmm. And that that's how we can um, cheer each other on. That those basic things are so underrated and people go, oh yeah, just call this number or just fill out this application. And you're like, sorry, there's like 20 obstacles between the idea and the resource. And um, you help break down those obstacles. And it's also infuriating how complicated it is. Yes, yes, completely. <laughs> Um, and you're right. We all do come together and support each other. My, my, my group of mamas are amazing. And so I pair them together. I'm like, Hey, you guys are kind of in the same area. Can you touch base with such and such? And they're really good about that. We had a, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we had somebody reach out and say, Hey, they, their car got stolen and they needed some car seats. And so I put it out to my mamas and I said, Hey, does anybody have any left? And you know, everybody on my text message blasts, I'm looking at my garage right now. I got this on, on this way. I got this here. And and it was just really neat to see how they all came together to support somebody we didn't even know, but we were willing to work together to get that mama taken care of. And that's just what we do. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I, I just thinking of that phrase, like it takes a village. And so 
you know, I know you're doing a ton, but there's also like other organizations and groups that are helping. And I'd love to hear some about that and just kind of the connections you've made in the wider community to help sustain this. Right. So I work very closely with several different organizations that also work to um, help single parents. So I work very closely with a precious child. So I can do referrals up there for any of my moms who are in need of any type of services. Um, and that's a pretty easy resource that's just right up the street from us. And it's, they're very helpful. They have helped us with a backpack drive and with um, Christmas presents and things like that in the past. They're a great community partner that we have. I also work with Hands of the Carpenter, which is a uh, single mom's resource. And they're in Golden and now Aurora, I believe, but they also will work with our moms from up here in Broomfield and they can help with car repair. Uh, they can also help getting moms into new and more reliable cars. So they have a really neat program for working single moms and they are a great resource for us as well. I also work closely with Be The Gift. Be The Gift is an organization that comes out and does home repair for our single moms. So they can come out and do an evaluation in the home and find out what resources um, and what repairs are needed in the home. So they can help. They've helped with a hot water heater. They've helped with putting in new floors. They've helped rebuilding fences. They have helped... Um, um, do yard work and things like that the moms just couldn't get to they they can do a lot of different things and they are delightful to work with so we're really glad to have them as part of our team and then I also just work with a lot of different uh, local agencies and local partners so we work with some local churches that come in and help support our our little um, single moms group so you know we have a particular church who comes in and does um, the food for all of us and they are amazing so Every month when we have our support groups, we have food for the kids and we have food for the moms. And that is a really, it's a small thing, but it's a huge thing to be able to come in and have a good meal and to know that your kiddos are in the back getting food really makes, makes it a big deal. Um, also just like just community partners that come in and volunteer to donate things to us and give things to our agencies is just really a huge piece. So we are just thankful for all the different organizations that we work with. We also work with um, Staying Automotive. They help us with um, doing car um, oil changes for our single moms. So we just have a lot of different um, places that we can reach out to and work with. We work with Fish, we work with Broomfield Library, we work with the Workforce Center. I mean, the list oh, go ahead. Jeff. I was just say that's a lot. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. And that's not all of it. I mean, that's, what's crazy. There are so many things and it, it kind of points to though. It wasn't always like that. It, it really, what it didn't have that until it had somebody more singularly focused on it. And it doesn't mean that what it was before wasn't important and all those things, but it does point to something that I do want to say is like what a gift it is to have that passion and juice and ability to really focus on it and be the person that helps um, nurture these connections. And then like on churches, like uh, our this church, Family in Christ Church, is they're an amazing group. And the reason why I want to say something about them that's significant is that lots of people do want to help at Christmas and in some of these like holiday times, which we appreciate. I mean, it's always a gift. Anything is a gift. But there is nothing like consistent support. And their community went through a really important discernment process on a local mission to contribute to. And, you know, the refuge is a wide and open and inclusive, progressive 
community. And so sometimes there are certain um, other theological differences that we might have with churches and it's no big deal as long as people know where we're coming from and then they feel comfortable. And they went through the most beautiful process to really discern that. And they landed together as a community that the refuge was one of their local missions. They have a couple and they came to play. And it it gives me chills, honestly, because they have been faithful and true and they bring food on a regular basis. They ask, they help us with these big parties. These are not little parties. They are big parties that take a lot of resource. They come and they um, make the Mother's Day party, which is another, the second biggest party of the year. They make it all go. And so I just want to say like how much respect I have for that. Because they, they, and they don't get in the way and they don't try and like do it their way. They say, what do you need, Nanette? How can we help you? And then they actually do it. And this is like a a modern miracle when that happens. (laughs) For someone who's worked in the nonprofit world for a long time, I also would say that's a modern miracle because I mean, it seems simple. Like, what do you need? And then they just do it. And then they just consistently do it and are reliable. Like that is such a rare thing. Cause it's easy to be like, yeah, I'll come and I'll, fe- I'll, I'll serve soup on Thanksgiving, which again, that's important, but it, you know, this, this in it, we're in it, we're in it together. And so having community partners that are reliable and that are like faithful is like such a gift. So that's cool to hear. Yeah. So what do you need the most? Like, where's the biggest gaps before we wrap up? Uh, so, you know, single moms can always use several things. And one of the biggest things that we can use is reliable, consistent childcare. One of the things that I love to provide for my moms is that they have good childcare watching their kiddos so that they can have time at our groups to be able to be by themselves, to have good adult conversation and not have to worry about, is a kid gonna come out um, needing them or is there, are they gonna have trouble with the kid coming and wanting to, to enjoy the, the time too? And so if we have good, consistent childcare, that we know those kids are being very well taken care of, the moms can relax and have that time. And so it's really an easy gig. It's two hours, once a month. The kids can pretty much run it, really. <laughs> um, all the kids really have kind of grown up together, so they love being back there. But it's really a lot of fun. You get to play games, do some crafts, eat some snacks, and just hang out with some really awesome kids for two hours once a month. Um, right now, our meetings are on the second Saturdays of the month. And it's from nine to 11. So it's really, really easy. So if you know anybody who wants to volunteer, send them my way because I will take, um, you know, good childcare people who are willing to be there and, and show some consistency for our kiddos. Um, other things that we can utilize, um, we can always take donations of like household um, cleaning supplies, um, toilet paper, paper towels, things like that. Those are things that I love to be able to give out to my mamas because they can get resources for clothes they can get resources for food, but some of those other household goods that are a little bit more expensive, that's not really out there. And so it's really nice to be able to say, hey, do you need some detergent? I got some in the back. Do you need some some toilet paper? And take that little bit of stress off of them. Other things that are also helpful and are always appreciated would be gift cards, any kind of gift card for like food, gas, um, um, even like going out for dinners because sometimes our mamas don't get that. And so being able to offer that to them is a really huge piece. So those kinds of things are always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Love it. So if if someone listening to this has like a single mom in their life that they want to try to encourage or support, 
Like what is something someone that they could do? Like what, I mean, I know everybody's different. It's kind of a blanket thing, but what are some things that they could, you know, maybe, maybe offer or ask? Um, to, to help support a single mom in their, in their neighborhood and their community, just be there, you know, pick up the kids from school for them, um, offer to have them over for a meal, be a friend, um, understand that they can't always just drop everything because, um, they have other commitments, um, showing up, just consistently showing up in their life and understanding that they're in a different place, but that's the biggest piece. So Good. I am so glad that people are going to get to hear this, honestly. And so thank you, Nanette, for just everything that you do. And oh my gosh, the moms are amazing. And to me, one of the most favorite things is when um, at uh, the Refuge Cafe, when people come in and they uh, they don't they don't even know what the Refuge really is. There's someone sent them over there to get some food. Um, or a shower, and then they end up being able to talk to another single mom and sit there and eat and have an option to be part of an amazing community. And just like you said, just have someone that you, it's like, no matter what, you know, you don't have to say the 10 things, you know, and that is a gift. All righty. Rapid fire questions. <laughs> ready? Are you ready? <laughs> they're not super complicated. They're not. But they're sort of and sometimes it's like, what? Okay. Wanna go first, Joe? Sure. Okay. What is one word that best describes the refuge to you, Nanette? Family. Family. Oh, she's good. All right. Let's <laughs> you've got it. I keep connecting with the refuge community because they're my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with them. <laughs> the most irritating part of the refuge is. Okay. They're my family. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is totally it. <laughs> um, last one. Being part in whatever way of the refuge has helped me. Build connections. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, so good. I know. Was there any last thing you want to um, say before we do our little close that we do um, as we close out Be a Refuge? I just want to say thank you for all the support for um, that the Refuge does give to us as a single mamas and that we have the wonderful space to be able to have this opportunity. And just thank you to everybody out there who's listening and, and just keep us in mind because we're out here. And if you know somebody, send them my way. <laughs> Yeah, sure to have fun. Oh my gosh, I want to say they do so many cool special events. They're so fun and interesting. And I've walked into a few of them and just gone, this is so cool. So um, with that, we always close with our little ritual that we kind of do at a lot of our gatherings, not always, but just from this conversation today, I'm leaving with a little more or a little less. Dot, dot, dot. A little more peace. Mm. I'm leaving with um, a little more, well, a lot more insight into what y'all do and just gratitude. Gratitude for your presence in our community. 
And the word that I had was the same as Joe's. It's just gratitude for a space and the love and the um, connection over the long, long story. Just so thankful for it. All righty. Well, thank you for coming, friend. And um, everybody out there, let's be a refuge. Thanks for listening to Be a Refuge. For more on The Refuge, go to therefugeonline.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. May we all keep finding ways to be a refuge for others and embody healing in this wild world.